1: Is the nothing personal word of the day for Wednesday 62222. Battleship is a game that I hope you've all played when you were a kid or even as an adult or even with your children. That's the one where you've got a bunch of battleships on a board and it's a it's like a bingo board, and you call out B7, miss, because there's no battleship on B7. F4, hit, and then you take one of those pegs. Have you ever had the pegs fall in between the top board and the bottom board, and you have to close the board to get them to fall out, and you stick them in, but sometimes you can't get them out because you have to really get them in. And there's battleships, there's commander ships, there's gunships, so there's a two, two threes, a four and a five or something. Battleship is a game that requires strategy. I used to put all of my battleships together because no one would ever think that. So when they get one hit, and then they get another hit, but it's on a different ship. They get all confused when they don't match up. You know what I'm talking about if you know what I'm talking about, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, just know that Battleship is a game where there's hits, there's misses, and once a ship has been completely found, you say to your opponent, I sunk your Battleship. Sorry. Damn it. Four, six, nine. And once a battleship has been completely covered and you found it, you say to your opponent, you sunk my battleship. I'm not here to talk about Parker Brothers or Hasbro or Toy Country USA or Toys R Us or Toys You. i U. I'm here to talk again about Daniel Snyder. Now don't fast forward, don't hang up, because this is news. Every day it's news with Danny Boy. But I believe that what came out yesterday has finally sunk his battleship. In 2009, the Washington Redskins were on a, and they were the Redskins then, were on a team plane flying home from Las Vegas. There are different compartments on chartered planes. Teams have, if teams have their own planes, they have a front cabin, in baseball where the coaches and the front office and the manager and the traveling secretary and the equipment manager sit. They have the middle cabin where the broadcasters and PR people and other people in the traveling party sit. And then a large back of the plane, which still has first class seats with card tables and sometimes even a bar. And that is where the players are. Other planes have different compartments in different places, but it's not as though you're walking onto a 737 max. By the way, quick detour about that Red Air crash in Miami. Thank God no one got hurt. That flight from Santa Domingo that landed in MIA, it wasn't even breaking news. I found it on a whim on Twitter. I guess if it were a a US airline, maybe it would have been breaking news. Although I don't know if Red Air is a US airline. Anyway, I'm glad everyone's okay. So on a private plane, often there are these different compartments. The commanders are flying back from Las Vegas. And apparently, there was a woman on the team plane who was in the back with Dan Snyder, which is funny in that the owner sits in the front of the plane. There's not one team plane that I've ever been on, nor any other owner with whom I've spoken who went on the team plane is not sitting in the front of the plane. But Snyder's in the back of the plane. Woman is in the back of the plane with him, gets sexually assaulted, groped, Fondled, handled, complains, threatens a lawsuit, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, gets $1.6 million. As part of getting $1.6 million, she had to not tell anyone anything. Keep it completely quiet. That's what you do. That's what rich, powerful people do, right? When they don't want anyone to know anything. We've talked about so many of the people who do it. Elon Musk, Donald Trump. The list goes on and on and on. But the fact is the confidentiality agreements don't apply to everybody. They apply to the people involved in the suit, the people getting the money, the people giving the money. Vince McMahon, we just talked about, who gave $3 million dollars if i had ever been and i've never been in my life accused of anything well sexually related nor have i settled anything never been sued civilly this is not an invitation to everyone out there but when you settle a lawsuit you settle it by saying i didn't do it but just in case i did do it here's 1.6 million or you say i didn't do it but I really don't want to bother with this. Here's $1.6 million. Or you say, I didn't do it, but it's such a nuisance and pain in the neck. I'm going to have to pay lawyers a couple hundred grand. I don't want any bad press about me. I don't want this to be a distraction to the team. Here's $1.6 million. But what you're really saying when you settle suits, and we're going to hear about another settlement after this segment, what you're saying is, mm, I probably did something, I may not have meant it, you may have misinterpreted my hand up your skirt, but that said, I'll pay you the money, but shh keep it very, very quiet. So this comes out yesterday when a former attorney or somebody who had access to a letter written by the attorney for Daniel Snyder to this woman with the one point six million, which basically said, Hey, he didn't do anything, but here's one point six. And today is the day when Snyder is not going to testify before the House Oversight Committee. Today is the day when Roger Goodell is going to testify before the House Oversight Committee investigating the commanders and their toxic workplace environment. So Roger Goodell gets this information. The other owners get this information. And every time something comes out about the commanders or about Daniel Snyder, you have to picture it like, A4, hit. Sewage leaking from FedEx Field. C8, miss. No World Cup at FedEx Field. D1, miss. A calendar of cheerleaders made special for Danny that includes pictures that are quite compromising. G3, hit eventually when you're playing battleship which is what we all play when you're in a front office when you're in the c-suite when you are in marriage when you're a father anytime anything you're doing at your workplace it's all a big game of battleship think about it for a minute because it makes perfect sense and i give all credit to coca for coming up with this analogy and he's exactly right Everything we do is the game of battleship. There are misses, there are hits, but enough hits and you get your battleship sunk and eventually all your battleships get sunk and then it is game over. Every day we say, is this the time? Is this the discovery about Danny? Is this the lawsuit? Is this the compromising position? Is this the lie he told? Is this the environment he created? Is this the moment that will be enough to cause the NFL to say goodbye to Daniel Snyder? Roger Goodell woke up this morning and he said to himself, I'm almost there. 31 owners woke up this morning and 20 of them said, eh, glad it's him and not me. 12 of them said, I'm glad it's him and not me, but I really don't want him around. How do you decide? That's the real question. How do you decide? When you're playing Battleship, it's easy. It's binary. When the Battleship of five, the the carrier has five pegs in it, it's sunk. When the little gunship, the one with two that's the hardest to find, when that has two in it, it's sunk. When you're dealing in business, when you're dealing with something that is not cut and dry, you don't have the luxury of knowing when the battleship is sinking or when it's sunk. And when you are a wealthy man who believes that anything you do is right, that whatever you do that other people think is wrong will not be ruled as wrong because of your wealth and your power and your connections, it's still in the back of your mind. Now, people will argue with me and they'll say someone like a Donald Trump or someone like an Elon Musk or a Vince McMahon or a Daniel Snyder. They are beyond thinking that anything they do is wrong. They actually have no capacity. Like the ultimate narcissism is when, and I don't have experience in the ultimate narcissism, only in the moderate narcissism, is when you think what you're doing is right and you believe what you're doing is right. But when you are at the level of the McMahons and the Musks, et cetera. You're not in the position where you believe that you are untouchable. You tell people you're in the position, you will it into the universe and into existence, but when you close your eyes at night, when you turn over on your pillow and say goodnight to Tanya, when you look in the mirror and shave and put on your glasses and get dressed, you know that one of these things you've done that has been as yet discovered is going to be the end of your battleship. Folks, this isn't it. I wanted it to be it because it'll be great content, but it's not. One more thing about this topic, about Dan Snyder and what apparently may have happened on a plane or didn't happen on a plane, I've been on hundreds of team flights. The feeling that players have on team flights and executives have on team flights when you're dealing with flight attendants is that you are completely insulated and that anything goes. There are about four times during my career when I had to speak to players about their behavior on a team plane because we got complaints from flight attendants. And it was complaints based on they won't sit down, they won't put their seatbelts on, they will not stop drinking, they're being too loud, Not one time did I have a flight attendant say, I was groped. But on team planes, players and executives who believe that they can do whatever they want, sometimes go too far. This is not anecdotal. We've read about this, we've heard about this. I've spoken to other team executives about this. And the way we deal with it when it's employees is trade the player release the player talk to the player but when it's the owner he doesn't answer to anyone there's nothing you can do the only people who have power over the owner are the other owners and even if you say that well what about Fred Smith the head of FX, who didn't want to be his partner anymore, who said, I've had enough of this. I want to sell my shares. I want to take my name off the building. And that made Snyder change the name from the Redskins to the commanders. There are instances where outside forces have the ability to exert power and effectuate change over teams and with owners. But it doesn't rise to the level that we're talking about, which is sell the examples of cell have tended to be race related not behavioral related i think this is a new day i think this is a new age i think eventually soon it's enough with daniel snyder do you believe for one second that he did not act inappropriately before giving over 1.6 million dollars innocent until proven guilty. Daniel Snyder is guilty. Make sure you watch today. I think it'll be, I assume it'll be on C-SPAN. I think it'll be something. Roger Goodell is going to put on his armor this morning when he wakes up. About 11 a.m., he's going to meet with the House Oversight Committee. They're going to talk about the hostile work environment. He's going to talk about the NFL response to it. And when he's asked about Daniel Snyder, I haven't seen the script, I haven't prepared him, but rest assured Roger Goodell has been prepared for every possible question that will come from the oversight committee. And here is the answer Roger Goodell will give when asked about Daniel Snyder and $1.6 million, or Daniel Snyder and all of the issues surrounding him. He is going to say that the NFL takes these matters very seriously and they are looking into all complaints that are given by anybody to any employee or owner of an NFL team. That is the code for eh, we'll see what happens, but we're likely to ignore it. Do you remember when we talked about Deshaun Watson settling his lawsuits? We told you that Deshaun Watson, that was a wait to see, Coco. When was that? That had to be right when it was filed, is my guess. We had to wait to see that Deshaun Watson, all of these cases, will not go to trial. Guess what happened yesterday? Out of nowhere. Deshaun Watson met the media when he was at his mini camp or major camp or whatever camp he did with the Cleveland Browns. He met the media, and I read you his statements to the media where he said he's never been disrespectful to women, he's never hurt women, he's never done anything that women didn't want to do and I told you what a bunch of horse hockey that was. I also told you that was back on May 14th of 21, Coca. That's over a year ago. Well, we didn't quite get this wait to see right, but we're getting close. Tony Busby, the lawyer for the women who are suing Deshaun Watson civilly, made an announcement yesterday that all but four cases have settled. Oh my God. Give me a full Macaulay Culkin, hands over your cheeks, mouth agape. (gasps) Does Deshaun Watson settled the cases? Do you know that Deshaun Watson, remember when it leaked out that he offered a hundred grand per case? After saying, I'll never settle. I want the truth to come out. Anyone who says they want the truth to come out doesn't really want the truth to come out because at the end of the day, if you know you're on the right side of the truth, you don't say want the truth to come out, you just have the truth come out. Deshaun Watson has been full of it from the minute this happened. He has been trying to explain to all of you thinking that you're stupid thinking that you will just agree with him because he can throw a pigskin 60 yards in a tight spiral on a rope. But the fact of the matter is, we never believed him. We knew the pattern of behavior that has been alleged is true. We know that Deshaun Watson believed that he had power over these women and wanted them to do whatever he wanted them to do, period, end of sentence. And for all of you on Twitter at David P. Sampson who come at me saying, how could you not believe in Deshaun Watson? How do you take the side of these women who are after money? How do you in any way impugn my favorite quarterback? Take a look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself a question. In the face of all the evidence that you've seen, in the face of all the line that Watson has done, I'm not going to settle. You settled 20 of them. Why do you settle those cases? Let's give him the benefit of a doubt and say that Roger Goodell went up to Deshaun Watson and said, listen, here's how it's gonna work. We let you get the 230 million. We let you get yourself traded out of Houston into Cleveland. We let you sign a contract which pays you a pittance in year one and a fortune in year two, three, and four, however many years the deal is. Can you believe they let him do that, by the way? Anyway, you are going to be punished. But we can't punish you until you are done with all of these lawsuits. Because think about it. Deshaun Watson wants to be punished now when his salary is so low. If Goodell said to him, settle or else you're going to be put on paid leave until these cases are done, which is, remember last year, he wasn't even on paid leave. He was a healthy scratch. The Cleveland Browns are not going to healthy scratch Deshaun Watson. The Cleveland Browns traded him to play him. Ironically, we can talk about Cleveland and the Haslam's. We've done that. God bless the Haslam's taking Deshaun Watson. Paid leave. The NFL hasn't done it. So what's next is suspension. Suspension. Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended. There is a thought he's going to be suspended for a full year. That rumor started being circulated. A source had it. That is a leak from the NFL to make sure that everyone is okay with him getting less than Trevor Bauer, but a significant suspension, nonetheless. A 17 game suspension would be a significant suspension. So Deshaun Watson says to his lawyer, Hey, Rusty, can you get off the phone with Roger? Can you answer my question? What's it going to cost? And how confidential can we keep it? Well, Deshaun, it's going to cost in the millions and millions of dollars, but it won't even be 10% of what your guaranteed contract is from Cleveland. I can promise you a confidentiality agreement, but I can also promise you, because I'm a good lawyer and I'm going to tell you the truth, word's going to get out. We're just going to get out about the amount of settlements and the amount of the settlement. And there's nothing we can do. Well, Rusty, can we control what Tony Busby says once we do the settlement? Can we shut him up at least? No, Deshaun, we can't shut him up, and here's why. Because part of the settlement is going to be that it is going to be required. Tony Busby will require the ability to make a statement. And boy, did he ever. Tony Busby, upon the release and the leak of the settlements, did a three-paragraph release, making it very clear that there are four outstanding cases, four women who didn't settle. The one who didn't settle of the four is named Ashley Solis. Ashley Solis is the woman who first came forward, who had the most courage, who said, there's something wrong here, it's gotta stop because other women are getting hurt, and I don't know if there are other women, but there may be. She brings a lawsuit, all of a sudden you've got two grand juries, two grand juries saying we don't have enough evidence to go forward, and 24 cases, and the possibility of 66 cases out there if every one of his masseuses decided that, hey, that really wasn't consensual when you turned over. So Tony Busby spent his entire statement talking about Ashley Solis and the courage she had Talking about how important it is that her story gets told. Talking about the fact that she is a hero and pointing out she has not settled. And this will continue. When you are a lawyer for 24 plaintiffs, you cannot have 24 trials. There is not enough time in your life to go to trial 24 times on the same case. You know those cases are going to settle. The defense knows the, pl- the cases are going to settle. But you can go twice. You can go three times. You can even go four times. Guess who can't go four times? Deshaun Watson and Rusty Harden. So while you're reading today that there are four open cases against Watson, Roger Goodell said to Deshaun, having 24 open or four open is the same thing. You better get the four closed. Tony Busby calls up Rusty Harden and says, hey, you want the foreclosed? I can get the foreclosed. It's going to take more money. The only way these cases settle is with money, and that doesn't make these women gold-digging whores. That's a very unfortunate expression. But that is the only way that our civil system works. Damages. Money. Now, Lawyers out there are saying, David, you got to talk about specific performance. No, I don't. People not in law school, people not lawyers, don't want to hear about specific performance, which means you actually have to do what you were supposed to do in the contract when you violate the contract, not get money for damages. There is no specific performance in these lawsuits. The only thing that is being litigated, there is only one thing, not whether he's guilty or innocent, it is money. Deshaun Watson's lawyer is gonna call Tony Busby today and say, let's work on these other four cases. Let's find a way. Meanwhile, back in Cleveland, what do you think Andrew Berry's doing right now? I'm just curious. Remember Andrew Berry's the GM of the team? Remember the head coach, Kevin Stefanski? Jimmy Haslam? Coco, was Jimmy Haslam the one who met with his wife and daughters before signing Deshaun Watson? I think he was. Hey, girls, what do you think of this? What do you think of Deshaun Watson? Should we do it? I did a segment on that where I told you that conversation over dinner over at Domino's Pizza must have been great. Maybe it was Papa John's or Little Caesar's. Sure, Daddy. I think it'd be great. Are we going to get richer? Yes, we are. I wonder what Andrew Berry's thinking when Andrew Berry made that opening press conference those statements that i've gone over with you go back to a previous episode i remember which one where i detailed andrew berry's statement before the media when they announced deshaun watson and he talked about how thorough their investigation was how comfortable they are with deshaun watson the man how convinced they are that he is going to become a great ambassador to the wonderful city of cleveland what does he do when he looks in the mirror? Does he realize that he'll be the number one fall guy for Jimmy Haslam? Because Jimmy Haslam's not gonna take the heat for trading for and signing Sean Watson. It's gonna be the GM. I thought you told me he was great and done. It's really something, Coca. 20 cases settled, four to go. Good luck getting the other four done to Sean. You better write some checks. Actually, Jimmy Haslam is going to write the checks to Deshaun, who's just going to pay to the order of the other four women. Trust me, that way to see for May 14th is going to come true. When we come back, I want to talk about a movie I watched, and it's an important one, and then we are going to talk a little bit about uh, something that happened. The PGA is in action. You know that word from gambling, right? He's in action. They're in action. Cut that, Coca. I want to go to break in a much smoother way. Ready? Two, six, nine. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about a very important movie that I watched yesterday. And we're also going to talk about the PGA, who has decided that they are finally going to react to what Liv is doing, that exhibition tournament with Saudi Arabian money that's getting eight of the top 50 players. The PGA said, "We well, can't sit still. And yesterday, they started moving. We'll tell you what they did when we come back. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. My name is David Sampson. Please go to Apple Podcasts and hit follow and go to Spotify and hit follow and go to Nothing Personal with David Sampson YouTube channel and hit subscribe. That's too many things. You're supposed to only do one thing. That's what they teach you in media school or in microphone school when you do public speaking. Don't give people too many things to do. All right, one thing we'd like you to do. Go to Apple right now. It's on your phone. If you have an Android, make it Spotify. But for those of you who have an Apple iPhone, just go to Apple Podcasts. You're listening to this somewhere. And just hit the follow button. Are you happy, E.K.? All right. I watched a movie yesterday. I came across it. It's a new release on Hulu starring Daryl McCormick and Emma Thompson. It's a movie called Good Luck to You, Leo Grande. Good Luck to You, Leo Grande is a two-person movie taking place basically in a hotel room. It's about a middle-aged woman, let's call her 59 years old, don't know how old she is, who hires a sex worker who's a 25-year-old strapping man. She hires him because her husband has died and she has never had an orgasm. She has never had any sort of sex at all, except with her husband. And it's always been, according, these are her words, ordinary. And she wanted to explore, experiment. And the movie is the two of them during the course of several times that she hires him, as they get to know each other, and as she understands and realizes that she is beautiful on the inside and the outside, and that it is possible for her to be loved and to love, and it is possible for her to have a sex life at 55 or 58 or 59 years old. Emmett Thompson is so vulnerable in this movie. Emmett Thompson gets naked in this movie, and I don't mean in a sex scene, although there are sex scenes. She stands in front of a mirror, trying to deal with her body dysmorphia, trying to deal with her body image issues, trying to come to grips with what age does to women who decide not to turn back time with Cher's doctors. And there's Emma Thompson, one of the great actresses of my lifetime, standing in front of a mirror with her body. As we look at it, and the audience is saying to themselves, not only can I not believe I'm seeing this, but I have to process how I'm reacting to what I'm seeing. It's not like the male nudity in Take Me Out on Broadway. It's not like the gratuitous movie in so many of gratuitous nudity in so many of the movies that you see. This nudity and it's what they try to tell you, it's what directors and writers say, it was germane to the story. It was critical to show you that penis or those breasts, it was necessary. This was the most necessary nudity of any movie I've ever seen that's not rated NC-17. It was so beautiful. It was such an important message. There's, I think, three people in the whole movie because there's a waitress when they're having drinks alone at a lobby bar in one of the most important scenes in the movie. It's actually the most important scene in the movie is when they're in the lobby of the hotel having a drink. I do not know that I can more strongly suggest a movie for you than good luck to you, Leo Grande. It's not for kids, but it is definitely for every adult you know. Because wouldn't it be amazing if all of us were comfortable with our bodies, and now I'm completely transferring my insecurities onto you, the audience. I wish that I had an audience in front of me right now where I could say that, having body dysmorphia which i've always had always thinking i'm overweight always being embarrassed always thinking that i have a belly always thinking that i have jowls always thinking that that's what people are staring at i hate that about myself i've worked on it i've had so much therapy about that issue and it went away for a little while if you go back on google i can't believe i'm asking people to do this if you google pictures of me from 2012 2013 i was very sick I was working out, running ultra marathons, not eating anything. I was down to 114 pounds. And my view was that I even then didn't look good because I would notice some piece of fat or some flab somewhere, something not tight. And this is 10 years ago when I was only in my 40s. I'm now about 134 pounds. And yes, I don't look in the mirror and see something good at all. And I'm still working on it. And I will continue to work on it. Emma Thompson, I'm sweating right now. I can't believe I just talked about that. Eddie, uh, Emma Thompson, let's just take one second here, Coke, all right? One second, one second. Oi, hi. That was strange. It's so strange when you talk about things and there's no one here. I mean, Coke is in my ear and Coke is on the document. But I'm saying things that, that are real. This is me. That's what nothing personal is. And I didn't think that anyone would ever like it. And it just keeps growing and more and more people keep listening to it and it keeps getting more and more attention. And I'm not gonna stop because I'm happy to share with you the things that go on in my head because they scare me. I often tell people that my brain is the favorite part of my body. And it's also the least favorite part of my body. It's the best and the worst thing I have is my brain. It never stops. I was up this morning at 2.10 a.m., could not fall back asleep, ended up watching a movie and watching a few episodes of This Is Us, which is so unbelievable, by the way. Guaranteed cry every episode. And I do these shows and I talk about sports, I talk about business, I talk about politics, I talk about entertainment, but I also want you to know me. And this is not the me who was the president of the Marlins or the president, executive vice president of the Expos. It's not the me from Morgan Stanley. This is the me today. It's the imperfect me. It's the perfectly imperfect me. And I'm not embarrassed about it. I'm really not. Good luck to you, Leo Grande. Please watch that movie. And then when you look in the mirror, try not to be too hard on yourself. It didn't work for me. Do you know what I did after I watched a So I watched the movie yesterday and I immediately got naked and I was solo, but I got naked and I went in front of a mirror and i tried to look at myself the way emma thompson looked at herself in that scene in the movie did not work nothing personal pick of the day god did we need a win i think we had lost like 20 in a row but what was it really coca like seven in a row eight in a row we are now 72 and 60. the rangers shut out the phillies did you watch baseball yesterday any of you i want to talk about two things that happened that are just amazing Take a look at the highlights of the Angels game. They played the Royals. Shohei Ohtani, you know, the reigning AL MVP, the defending AL MVP. Do you say reigning or defending, Coca? I actually never have known. I say both. He is the reigning MVP. But why isn't he also the defending MVP? What? I cannot hear you. Yes, you can defend it if you're, it is yours. Anyway, he is the MVP. All right, Coco, can we talk about this when the show's over? You're going to you want me to talk about it right now? I'll all right, I'll tell I'll tell everyone what you're saying. He's saying that you can't defend an MVP because it's not like no one can take it. I don't even understand what that means. Yes, someone's going to take it. Oh, in boxing you defend your title cuz someone can take the belt. Interesting. Someone's going to take the MVP from him. All right, I don't want to quibble with you. Anyway, he hit this amazingly interesting home run. I think it tied the game like a three-run blast. He's really quite good. Of course, the Angels lost 12-11 to to the Kansas City Royals. Doesn't Artie Moreno, the owner, just look in the mirror naked and say, my God, I'm never going to win a playoff game? I assume that's what it does when he looks in the mirror. I mean, he may look at other stuff, but I think that's what he must say. There was a crazy Marlins game. They came back to beat the Rockies in their first game back off a road trip. Just interesting. But the Phillies got shut out. We are 72-60. and Tonight, we've got a critical game four in the Stanley Cup. Critical. The Tampa Bay Lightning won game three. I didn't pick them on the show, but I thought they'd win. I was too chicken because I'd lost too many in a row with the Avalanche. I'm going Lightning again. The Lightning are going to tie this series. The Lightning are a different team at home, although they're also good on the road. The Lightning are just good. The Avalanche looked human, actually, the last game. I was worried about a four-game sweep. Now that it's 2-1, I think it could be that we are up to the greatest sporting event for me is Game 7 of the Stanley Cup. And if that game goes to overtime, that's it. You've hit the pinnacle. Okay. Let's talk PGA. PGA. Now, we're going to talk about something tomorrow, I should mention. I don't want to talk about it today because it's going to happen today. Aaron Judge is going to arbitration today. Aaron Judge is asking for $21 million. The Yankees are offering $17 million. That hearing is due to happen today. They're doing it virtually now. I guess COVID allows hearings via COVID, via, via COVID, strike that, via Zoom. Our arbitration hearings, we always had to go to Tampa, Arizona, and make a trip of it but we're gonna talk about that hearing tomorrow. I wanna to talk about the PGA. Do you remember we said that what the 54LIV, what that exhibition series funded by the Saudi Arabian Sovereign Fund, paying hundreds of millions of dollars, to players just to play, guaranteeing that all players make the cut, you only play three days, you finish in last, you still get 100 grand opportunity to make at least a million dollars a year if you're the worst player playing these live eight tournaments golf free agency is upon us and pga tour had to do something so there's a tournament in connecticut upcoming jay monahan the commissioner of the pga tour met with his players and they made an announcement guess what they're doing they're coming up with eight tournaments on the PGA Tour where the purse for those tournaments is $20 million. That's 160 extra million dollars going to the players. They're making it sort of like a President's Cup, a FedEx Cup, got to be in the top 50. They're giving opportunities to players not in the top 50 to get back in the top 50 by playing extra tournaments in the PGA Tour toward the end of the year. They changed the calendar for tournaments because players were complaining that there was no off-season. So they are making the PGA Tour a calendar year tour, which it used to be a wraparound tour. All of a sudden, the PGA is thinking about its golfers. It's giving more money to its golfers. It's being more flexible with its golfers. Why? Why? this is the exact reason why unions are made. Unions are formed and agreed to because the thought is that with a group of players or workers or people who have commonality of interest, that will lead to better work conditions. Now, granted, it used to be for migrant workers, but that said, better work conditions, if you're making a million dollars, if you start making a million one, that's a better work condition. If you only have two smoke breaks, one coffee break, one lunch break, and you work from 9 to 6 and don't get paid for lunch, and then all of a sudden you get three breaks, two breaks, and an hour 15 for lunch, that's better working conditions. If you get better safety equipment, all the different things that in theory employers don't want to do because they cost money and it impacts the bottom line, but workers want because they want to be more comfortable, happier, and remunerated in larger amounts. The other thing other than forming a union that causes better working conditions and more money flowing from employer to employee is wait for it, competition. The PGA Tour has realized not as quickly as they could have but pretty darn quickly that the Saudi Arabian sovereign fund is not running out of money anytime soon. This live series is not going away anytime soon. The migration of players from the PGA Tour, including Brooke, Brooks Kepka, Brooke or Brooks? Coca. Brooks Kepka. He's going to be announced sometime next week, maybe. But we told you yesterday it broke while we were doing the show. They're getting more and more big-name players to go. The PGA Tour has to stop the bleeding. And the only way to stop the bleeding is... To put live out of business. You can't put live out of business. Therefore, you have to improve your tour and sit with your players and say, is this enough? Is this enough? Is this enough? For Ab- Abraham, answer it wasn't enough. He's the number 20 ranked golfer. He went to live yesterday. When you've got two competing tours that are equal, you are not going to be able to have a monopoly. You're not going to be able to corner the market. But you also can't lag behind. And when one group pulls ahead, the other group follows. Then the other group pulls ahead like you're playing leapfrog trying to cross Madison Avenue on 50th Street in the middle of rush hour. Then the other group pulls ahead. And who's benefiting this entire time? The players. This is a dream come true for professional golfers because PGA Tour has decided that we can't beat them, so we're going to join them. The question that we should all be asking is will it be enough? Are there golfers who are saying to themselves, all I really care about are the majors, and as long as I've got the majors, I'm good? st andrews just announced that anyone can play if you are able to play and you're on the live or you're on pga you're still good you can play st andrews the live players were allowed to play the us open if all of the live players are allowed to play the majors won't that be enough won't that be enough for live to keep its players yes it will The only way the PGA Tour can beat down, live, and put them out of business is if you told those players you will not be able to compete for majors. The Saudi Arabian Sovereign Fund will then respond with more money and more money. Is there enough money out there to give to a player to say, give up your dream of winning a major? So I started thinking about another sport that has majors, and I started thinking about tennis. Would Rafa Nadal or Jokovic or Federer or Sampras or Agassi, Connors, McEnroe, Lendl, Edberg, any of them, would they take money to have the opportunity to not win a major? My answer at first was no until I thought about it more overnight. And I came up with something that is the worst nightmare for the PGA Tour what happens if live starts majors how can that be the Masters it's been around for a hundred years the PGA Championship the British Open the US Open in tennis you've got the French Open you've got Wimbledon the US Open Australian Open that's what the record holders that's what they want the most majors ever but they all had to start somewhere. They all had to start with the inaugural Wimbledon. If I'm Greg Norman and I'm running live, you know what I'm working on right now? I'm working on four majors. Because while the golfers of today will hold the record with maybe three majors, four majors, you could have an incomplete new tour where golfers who are three years old right now are not even gonna be born for 20 years they just join the live tour they could even put the pga tour out of business the majors could cease to exist can you imagine a world where there is no more masters what because it's a green jacket because it's augusta nja nba yeah i said it that's augusta what if there's just a brand new tour What if Liv comes up with an LPGA tour? Ah, you're right. They're not going to do that. You think the Saudi Arabian Sovereign Fund is going to finance a tour with women? The Sovereign Fund doesn't even believe that women exist. And if they do exist, they only exist to be raped and pillaged, if not killed. So I guess there won't be a women's tour. So the LPGA is in good shape. But can you imagine sitting here today If you're Greg Norman having these meetings and having the foresight and having the money behind you to create something brand new and start, what do you need to start? You need the golfers. They're getting the golfers. They can do it. Jay Monahan, my message to you is this. It's a nice start. It's not nearly enough. Will you do more? Wait to see. At the end of the day, it's just business. This is nothing personal.
0: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time test to gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site wide during their Mother's Day sale.